Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studio in the beautiful Whispering Heights luxury living, working, and dining complex, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. Season number four, show number 24, recorded Monday, July 17th, 2023. I'm Dave Leip. Tonight's show features Coach of the Month, Coach's Spotlight, the legendary 618 High School Huddle guru, Jim Thompson, and his sidekick, or is he the brains of the operation? Totally the brains. It's not even close. Scott Warren. We're going to talk Montclair Baseball League, along with Jeb Blassingame is back. Guest number two, we're going to talk McGivney Baseball with Coach Chris Irwin. Jackson Jackson Rogers and Daniel Gear. And guest number three, we got the state champs from your neck of the woods. My buddy. My buddy. Andy Scare and yeah. Cameron Hanvey. Jabot. Oh man. They, they, I'm sorry. I'll we'll shut get, up. No, that's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> I just it's hard not to talk about Cameron Hanvey and what an amazing young man he is. It's, it's all right. Yeah. But Andy can do that. Well, I want to hear it from you first. I just he's um you know, I was there for three out of the four years that he was in school there. He is, in my opinion, and I know that school very well, he's the best athlete that's ever walked the halls there. Quite a statement. He won state in basketball, and they won state in basketball because of him. Now, it's, it's a team, you know, that whole thing. I think you had Dennis up. You've yep. had, but he hit a 35-foot three-pointer to send them to the state tournament. And then he performed, he broke records in the state tournament for assists and all that. And then they win state in baseball literally on his back. Kid's amazing. And he, you, you will not find a more humble, well-mannered, more respectful young man than Cameron Hanby. It's quite an intro. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Good. I, no, that's I'm, good. I'm pretty passionate about um, some you of those know. kids. Yeah. That's good. It's good information. Thank you for sharing that. Sorry. Yeah. Don't apologize. Yeah. Big thanks to partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquis, The Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And before we get started with these awesome guys from the 618 High School Huddle, subscribe to this podcast. You love it. It's free. Number two, follow us on all of our social social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, the Gram. And number three, if you have a story idea, email me, please, at mespdave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for, inti- for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team. Could be a middle school team, a high school team. It could be a curling team. Okay, I, oh, nice. I, I I have deep roots in the curling community. I'll see what I can come up with. If the ice is swingy, get the hammer to the house, push off the hack, and you focus on your game. They don't call it chess on ice for nothing, Jim. Okay, I think he just used curling terms. <laughs> Maybe. It was something. But he did it in a way where he was kind of... Well, you were acting like yeah. you'd been to a bond spiel, so I thought I was talking to a veteran. <laughs> I haven't been to a bond spiel in about 11 years. Um the last one I went to, I, I was on antibiotics for a week. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just want you to know that Scott and I are both very proud boys to be here. We're happy. Um, we want to keep our oath of uh, being part of things. 
I, I'm so glad you're here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. if you nominate a team for Team of the Month, please put Team of the Month in the subject line. And now welcome to the show. In the coach's spotlight, in the Keller Williams marquee, Jeb and Ginger blasting game, coach's spotlight from the 618 High School huddle. Welcome back, Jim Thompson. Thank you, David. I appreciate it very much. I I'm, I don't know. I find coaches spotlight. That's great. I, I hope that it's a lifetime achievement award and not for what's going on this year. Um, Belleville Rockies are, are not having our typical summer, although we just finished third in the Valmeyer Classic, which is the most important event in my life uh, now. Obviously. And um, but uh, I, I, I want to mention there, there's only seven of us that do this. And, and, and I want to mention the other managers, Shane Lyday with the St. Louis Spikes, Mike McCarthy with the Valmeyer Lakers, Barry Grant with the Waterloo Buds, Tom Boland with the Cape Girardeau uh, Capahaws, A.J. Scare with the Edwardsville Stags, who have really become a big deal in the Is that the, the guy that I'm having in? Is A.J. not Andy? A.J. is not Andy. Okay. Um, and I'm not even sure if they're related. I, I'm sure they're related. They're probably cousins. Uh, but – uh, in any case, uh, these these man and and Norm Tunyas from Millstot, these guys uh, make my job so much easier because they're all great baseball men, and I've learned so much really from each and every one of them. Uh, many of them have been in the league longer than me, and their uh, counsel, their wisdom, their patience sometimes with me as I run a little hot from time to time has been amazing. And and it's, uh, it's a league I I'm really proud to be associated with. How many years? Uh, this is my eighth in the league. My okay. eighth as as an official manager. Uh, you know, I had some years in the Clinton County League uh, in in Trenton, okay. and uh, I've been in baseball, I guess, off and on for thirty one years. Uh, whether it's at the high school level or Montclair or Clinton County uh, Legion, and um, I I keep trying to get out. Uh, the only person why would you? I'm tired, Dave. Yeah, but if you, you would miss it, you got to do something in baseball. Yeah, I th- this was going to be the year, right? I sent a letter to the league in February and said, "Hey, um, I feel like now is as good a time as, as any." Uh, my tr- my triplets were, you know, they're they're almost in their senior year of high school. I mean, of college. Excuse me. My oldest is done. Uh, my wife and I would like to do some things. Turns out she didn't share the same opinion. Um, she she wants like- you out. Yeah, she actually she did. She just wanted to do it without you. She actually said, <laughs> well, if you're going to give up baseball, maybe you should start coaching basketball, volleyball, and curling, which is my true love. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I sent a letter to the league in February saying this was it. And I wanted to do that because, you know, this is a league that year in and year out, we really struggle. You got to keep players involved. You got to, you know, we're not a growth league anymore. We're just trying to hang on. And I think there's some changes coming, I hope. But um, I thought that it was time. And um, then in uh, April, I was handed a, a two pieces of bad news in, in, in literally three days that changed my trajectory. And the first one was I had a young man from Columbia, Illinois, and I think you know that program a little bit too. They've right. had two back-to-back state appearances. Um, I picked up their center fielder from last year, uh, a kid named Kyle McConaughey, amazing player. Uh, he blossomed right kind of before my eyes, goes off to a JUCO in Iowa and becomes, um, you know, it just has an unbelievable spring and gets invited to play in a college league out in Nebraska. I've always told my players, you know, I know those are tough conversations, but don't ever think you're going to get anything from me other than full support because if this this kid's got a dream to play at the next level, play at the Division One, Division Two level, and if I can help facilitate that by getting out of his way, I'm doing it. Um, 
So I find that out, and I, so I'm losing my all-star potential right fielder. And then three days later, I get a call on a Sunday from Mike Harden. Now, Mike Harden, for local people, they might know him. He played at Greenville University. Um, he's a Trinity Catholic kid from the other side, uh, from St. Louis. He's a, uh, an amazing baseball player. He's had some dips in Dominican and in, the, in Puerto Rico. Um, but we have, uh, over the last seven years, we've formed a really tight bond. And uh, I get a call from him on a Sunday saying he got injured um, at a preseason practice game. I said, okay. I said, what's the big deal? He um, was just going into second base, slowing down. It's called a chop step or a breakdown. And he's just breaking down, which is a little short stop. Both patellar tendons exploded in his knees. At the same time. At the exact same time. When he called me, he was at the emergency room over in St. Louis, and uh, the following Monday morning, he had surgery to have both of those repaired, and he's going to be out for a year. Um, the added part to the story is he was five days away from getting married. Oh. And what proceeded to happen over the next week, instead of this disaster unfolding, it was a, a, a great thing to see the Rockies kind of come together. He had several of the Rockies on, in his wedding and, and, and former Rockies, and it was just great to see us all kind of support him. Um, Mike has not said a word to me. Almost, It's almost the most uncomfortable thing. When we're in the dugout by ourselves, he's sitting there in a wheelchair this year or on a walker, and if it's just me and him in there, it's like neither one of us will say anything because I know he's probably wanting to say something to me about next year, and I know I don't want him to. Um, so after the 4th of July tournament, I just sat him down and said, Hey, I wanted you to know, I'm going to come back. I want to do another year. I don't want my last year to be with him in a wheelchair. And Scott's the ultimate cynic and thank God I have him. And he's like, okay, what happens next year when Javon Boyd gets hurt and has to miss next year or, or something comes up? I know him. Uh, he's literally, I'm, my relationship with Mike Harden is very similar to my rela relationship with JB. And, um, he said, what happens when that happens? I said, well, I'll probably come back another year, I guess. <laughs> so you're probably right, David. It's, it's probably foolish of me to walk away. Well, maybe you don't manage every year, but I yeah. think you'll always do something. Well, that I, I will definitely stay in involved baseball. with the league. I, I, the Montclair League I'm very passionate about, and I want to see this league continue and, and, go, and do well. And I, I've had a remarkable amount of success, but I think I told you this last time. None of it has anything really to do with me other than the fact that I seem to understand relationships okay. That's about it. Um, I've been surrounded by some of the best baseball players, amateur baseball players in this area. I have three Edwardsville Tigers on my team. You think I'm I'm not stupid? I'll go out and get kids that played for Funkhauser. Right. Well, um, I think there's a number of really great high school baseball coaches mm -hmm. in the area. But let me welcome Jeb Blasting Game from the Keller Williams Marquee Blasting Game group. Thank you so much for coming in here and for helping present this spotlight. Do you have any questions for our for our esteemed guest here? <laughs> I'm just enjoying yeah, the conversation. Yeah, he's just going. Yeah. I appreciate that. How's the market? Let me get. Let me ask you that first. Market's crazy. It's been going like this since COVID hit, and we thought it was going to stop, and it's not. It just keeps going and going and going. People are buying and selling houses like crazy. Buying and selling. So it's a good time it's to buy and sell. Time. Great time to sell. There you go. Prices are high. Scott? You've got a beautiful home. I've been there. That's where we, we uh, recorded the uh, 618 High School Huddle. Mm -hmm. That was a right. great time. Yep. We had, we had a blast. We still do it there. 
Dave, didn't you say Scott was going to sell? Are you, are you looking for an older <laughs> Scott? <laughs> Maybe not too in the not too distant future. If I can get all the stuff done, I need to get done. Then well, you, you don't want to. I don't think you want to say that. <laughs> like this is public. That's okay. But we talked. It said you don't want to say anything about getting rid of Jenny. Well, <laughs> so yeah, she comes with the house. So yeah. oh, let's, okay. Let's yeah. talk about. Let's go back to the uh, Montclair League. How's the team performing this year? Yeah. I, so we, we got off to a very bad start. Uh, losing Mike uh, was pretty devastating. Losing Kyle was tough. Um, you're not going to replace guys like that. You just have to try to piece it together. Uh, combine that with um, uh, losing a pitcher uh, that, that decided he just wanted, wanted to spend more time doing other things. It's just one of those deals. We got off to a bad start. But the Valmeyer tournament, we went two and one. Um, we we beat a very good Waterloo team in the first round, eleven to ten, which is kind of what we do down there. Um, we give up a lot of runs, but we also score a lot. And then um, we played Valmeyer in the semifinals, and we knew that was going to be tough. We lost five to three, uh, but they that that's not indicative of the game, in my opinion. It was five to three. It's one of those five to three games that probably should have been ten to three. Um, that we struck out ten times, they struck out zero. And, um, you know, they put the ball in play, made plays. Uh, we didn't really probably deserve to be as close as we were to them. But then Edwardsville turns around, and, and Edwardsville right now is literally maybe the last place team in our league. Who manages that team? That's A.J. Scare. And when I say they're in last place, that's because during the regular season, they're not performing very well. Um, they're, they're, they're struggling. But the tournament changes everything, and Edwardsville goes on a magical run of close ball games and gets into the championship, where quite frankly they should have been beaten fifteen to nothing, and it was six to five. And Valmeyer will tell you if you ever get a chance to meet Mike McCarthy, which I think we ought to make that happen. Uh, they were puckering a little bit, so uh, we are five hundred. We're uh, eight and eight after yesterday. We split with Waterloo yesterday. Got the third place finish at Valmeyer, which I'm very proud of. But um, it all gets ramped back up in two weeks when our playoffs start. There are seven teams in our league. You have four teams that are right around 500. You've got the Valmeyer Lakers that are 20 and two, and then you got a couple of teams that are down this year. So we'll see. Are all the players are they uh, college? Yeah, it's a great question. In the past, yes, it was very rare that you would see a high school aged player in this league, but that's changing. Um, I, I brought in a kid from Nashville, Illinois, named Trey Reinberg to throw a game against Edwardsville, of all people, about a month ago, and he throws a three-hit shutout. Um, we are seeing more and more young kids that are still in high school or that have just completed their high school careers. Uh, but primarily, the bulk of the league is made up of college players. And then you've got a few veterans. Um, my, starting, my best pitcher and the guy who's going to start the All-Star game, which is, by the way, Wednesday night, I want to promote that, but the guy that's going to start the All-Star game and represent the Montclair League is a 40-year-old, 41-year-old Mark Miller, who owns Miller Furniture in Belleville. Um, he is a wonder. He has a .60 ERA, and he's an amazing guy. He goes out there and competes, and just he's incredible. So there's guys like that in the league. Is he throwing fastballs mainly? No. Um, as a matter of fact, if he did throw all fastballs, his ERA would be much higher. That's what I thought. He's <laughs> got to be some like he's got ball, a, He's got ball. a lively fastball. I mean, he can get it up there in the mid-'80s. But his changeup and his breaking stuff is elite. And when I say elite, he can throw it wherever he wants. Lefty. When he's on. No, he's a righty. Um, he's had a couple, he had a couple of co- cups of coffee in the pros and um, played in Australia. He's, he's been around the world. And he just loves the game. And I think 
that's what you find in our league. These are guys, yes, we have a handful of college players that are just trying to stay sharp or they're trying to get seen, but then we also have guys that just love the game, which gives me my last point. Do I have time to tell one last thing? Yep, and then I want to – I want to talk about Oak Brook Golf Club, and then I want to talk about the 618 High School Huddle. We can do that. Um, Mike Brayman um, is probably one of the most legendary players in this area from an amateur standpoint. In high school, he led the country with an 826 batting average. Now, 826? Yeah, I'm not stuttering. 826. Wow. Um, Who he, pitches that guy? Not me. Well, He's anybody walking. that did should have been fired right. like, on the spot. But point is, um, he, he – Went to Rend Lake. He was from Ohio. Went to Rend Lake, parlayed that into a, a scholarship to the University of Kentucky. But the knock on Mike was that he's not athletic. Uh, he's a big dude, um, but he's incredibly athletic. And he went on to play for the Gateway Grizzlies. I believe he might be their all-time home run leader. He's in their Hall of Fame. But Mike's forty, right? And um, three, two years ago, he said, "I'm done. You know, I can't do this anymore." He came back this year and played in the Valmeyer Tournament. I got a feeling you're going to see Mike Brayman the rest of the year in the Montclair League. He's just misses being in the dugout. Well, I got to see him. Yeah, he's great. Let's talk about golf. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility, and their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buds, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. Dave, I had our... uh... KW Marquee annual golf outing there last summer. It was awesome, wasn't it? It was great. They I took love care of you. course. The, love that place. It's a great place. Yep. All right. Scott, are you a golfer? Sure. I am not. But you are the co-host of the 618 High School Huddle. How's that going? Update our listeners on that. And give them a follow on Twitter and, and follow them. Download their, their show. I do. So summer update break, us. break, not much going on. We did a show a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, recapping State. the 4th of July tournament mm-hmm. in State. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about Edwardsville our last, uh, our last show. Um, we'll get going again in August, thinking about maybe doing a couple other things. We'll see how it goes. I think you're going to hear in the next two weeks, this is we'll break it here, um, the announcement of our second show for the network. Okay. Um, we're starting another show that's going to focus on professional baseball. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and I think we can talk about anything baseball-related. We so will, a baseball but it's obviously show. going to be centered about the Cardinals. Um, but we also, the, the Scott is an amazing statistician. He, he studied, he like, he even knows like contracts and stuff. Um, I'm not, that's not my cup of tea. Scott is not happy with the Cardinals this year. Oh. No. No. I follow oh. Scott on Twitter and oh. Facebook. His picture's up at Bush Stadium. He's not allowed in. That's okay. I'm not going anyway. There so. you go. See <laughs> your picture's up at Bush. Yeah, they won't let him in. They uh, this is uh, they. Uh, he's the the Metro St. Louis Cardinals hater. But uh, my picture, I got the bag on my head. But if you notice, his wonder. complaining is very different than a lot of people. A lot of people are like, "You got to fire this guy." He'll back it up with because blah 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 blah, and then you're like, "Oh." 
there's all the stats to go with it. He's just, yeah, he's great at it. And he's been really wanting to do this. I've been dragging my feet a little bit, but I think we're very close. We've got a name for the show. Can, should we give it out? Go ahead. It's a working title. The working title is High and Tight. High and Tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a term. I know what it means when you pitch somebody high and high and inside. Oh, I didn't know you. I mean, you're a tennis guy. <laughs> I grew up playing right. baseball. Okay, I, I grew up playing baseball. I, that was a little insulting on my part, and I apologize. <laughs> that shouldn't have happened that way. But yeah, and, and I even got my hair cut for the show. So if, if let's see that, you yeah. look fantastic. Oh, I went high oh and there's tight. that high and tight too. Oh, <laughs> see now you're getting it. There's even a third meeting, but we don't want to talk about this a family show. So yeah, let's we'll not. leave it there. But uh, I, it's it's we're excited about it, and then the show will get started again in August. The huddle will. We're going to continue to do what we do, which is long interviews that go sometimes an hour and a half. Gotcha. <laughs> and um, with very little professionalism and the occasional off color remark, let's, and then we want you to keep doing what you do. Let's backtrack and talk about high school. Yeah, baseball. Mm. I you know from soccer, I expect this kind of dominance. But I really feel like the Metro East had a watershed year for success statewide. Might be it might be the best year in the six one eight in history from when it came to team success. We, I, we've had years where we've had better players that individuals. A hundred percent. Let me add something. In nineteen seventy, nineteen eighty, even early nineteen nineties, you still could only have one state champion from this area. That's correct. But now that you've got multiple classes, right. now you can flex in multiple classes. Mm-hmm. And the 618 has did that all over the place. You know, we've got McGivney up next. Oh, my God. You know, we've got I was Columbia. At the sec- I was at the sectional championship game, which you know? they probably don't want to hear that because they got beat. But the, 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 the season that McGivney put together um, – Really, I don't know if it could be equaled by any small school again. They beat CBC and Edwardsville in the same on tournament. the same day in the same tournament in Alabama. Nobody does that. Wow. Nobody does that. Yeah, that's and then of. you get to the champ. You've got Jabot winning state. You've got Columbia taking second. And not just take, you know, they, were, they, they got beat by the defending state champs, a game they probably should have gotten killed. And they hung around. They almost, you know, they almost pulled it off. And then, you know, we didn't have a three A rep this year, but we had some really good three A teams. Some really, really good three A teams. So what's the, what's the why or what's yeah. the how? How how is this happening? You've got your fingers on the pulse of local youth baseball more than I do. So what's I mean, what's where's it coming from? I don't think there's another sport that exists right now on the high school level where we have this many quality coaches. Okay. Baseball right now with. Funk in, in Edwardsville, uh, coach at Father McGivney that you're getting ready to have on. Chris Irwin. I couldn't remember Chris's uh, last name. You've got uh, Andy, Andy Scare. You've got Neil O'Donnell at, at Columbia. You've got Don, Bauer. Don Eddy. Bauer. Scooter. you got Booger. Bauer. You, I mean, come on. Yep. It, it's Mark Vogel at Waterloo, 27-year career. Been to state a couple times. I mean, it's just – it's incredible how good all these teams are. And even when you play a team that you might think, hey, we got a pretty good shot here. We, we ought to get these guys. They even seem to have good coaches, even on the teams that are 500. Um, you know, it, it's, I just think it's a sport right now that is exploding as far as success for this area. It's always been great baseball players, but the success of the high schools right now is crazy. I agree. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming by. So always good to see you. Real quick. Go ahead. You're the man. 
I saw the article. Uh, what did you pay this guy? The Woods guy, Billy Billy Woods. Well, how much was that? Did that because I wanted to do not, one for sometimes me. Sometimes it's not what you pay. Sometimes it's what you know. Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> I need to get something like that. I mean, they made they made David sound like without him, tennis won't exist. But did you see the pictures? Yeah, I did. I wanted more yeah. like a, I, I asked for a Tom Cruise ish. I would have liked Redford. to have seen I didn't, some I didn't get. I didn't a glamour shot. I could have done that. I could have done a glamour Little, shot. You know, they could have touched but, me up a lot. <laughs> You, I, I got to see it firsthand last year, and I think your tennis future. You got to come back. Up. I'm, I, it was one of the. I, I still talk about it. it the Evansville future starts yeah. Monday, so yeah. especially for all you disgruntled Cardinal fans who are just beating your head against the wall, just stop it. It's come on out and watch some tennis. There it's you go. on it's the 24th so of fun. July. It starts. Our final will, will be the 30th. EdwardsvilleFutures.com. Check it out. You got to come back. Did I would I, love did, to. Did you not do a coin toss? I did a coin toss. Will you come back and rep 100%. the... 100%. Come on back. Give me a call. You got to see it. What did you think? You thought the guys were unbelievable, right? I, the, the athleticism and the speed of the game is so lost on TV, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that ever translates. I've never seen tennis live until then. Yeah, not, not top level. Cool. I haven't seen tennis live. It's crazy. And if you're a doubles player... You can earn a spot in the tournament by signing up for the doubles shootout. We've got a one-day shootout on Saturday. And the winner gets and the winner gets a wild card. And that shootout is presented by Keller Williams Marquis, the okay. Blasting Game Group. Um, so you what can are the come stipulations you, to get to be in? Come on out. Anybody that's a, that, anybody that play, any men, come on out. I will let you play for free. Come on out and play. The winners. How bad could it be? We're both Get, athletic. Mm-hmm. It's like the U.S. Open of tennis, right? It is. It's I like, saw it. Like, yeah. I, I watched last year. It's professional I, I, level. If you win, you get to you get to go into the pros. Can we tell them how hard we want them to hit the ball back to us? <laughs> no. Oh, they're gonna. Well, we might better just do the coin toss then. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Right. We'll yeah. figure but it thank out. you, David. All right, you're amazing, guys. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks, Scott. Dave. Appreciate Jim, it. Jim, Jeb. Good thanks. to see you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, we're going to talk Father McGivney baseball in a second. One of the best teams in the area, any size. But first, if you're looking to purchase a car in the area, you got to go to Cassin's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, check out Cassin's inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassin's.com. Cassin's has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassin's is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. All right, welcome to the show. Coach Irwin, good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having us. And you've brought uh, Mr. Everything at Father <laughs> McGivney, Jackson Rogers. Good to see you, Jackson. Thank you. Let's talk about the year first. 37-2, and 10-0 in the conference. Wins over all the local baseball royalty, O'Fallon, Edwardsville, CBC. How would you describe your season? I'd say it was a, a dream season. Um, it's something that, you know, the guys we talked, Jackson's, you know, coming in as a freshman, <clears throat> talked about something that we wanted to really accomplish and we wanted to make a name for ourselves. You know, it, it was a program that uh, didn't really have many wins when we first got here and we all came in together. Um, and I think that was really the message from day one is, 
you know, making sure that we, we put something together that was pretty special. And last year I can say was about as special as it could have been. Um, you know, obviously it ended early, but it was as special as it could have been. You said you came in the same time. This was your fourth year as head coach. That's right. Who did you take over for? I took over for Paul Johns. There you go. Paul Johns. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. I knew that you'd been there for a while, but I couldn't remember exactly exactly when you got there. Jackson, what will you remember from this last baseball season? Um, you know, the winning was a fun part, but um I think the team that we built was just awesome. Um it was a family. Um every single day we went to work together and um yeah, it just um that connection really showed on the baseball field and I think it attributed to a lot of those wins. When I look at your roster, there's a lot of kids here who are not seniors. I mean, you had a good senior class, but you've got a lot of kids coming back. We do, and I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions that when people saw our team, we were we had some great seniors, and, and those guys were really an important part of, of last year's team and guiding, but we have a lot of young guys coming back uh, that I think I'm really excited about. I know the, the group is really excited about. So, yeah, I mean, we graduated a ton of talent but we got a ton more coming. I see freshmen. I see sophomores all, all over the place. And one of the guys that we talked about a little bit off air was Gabe Smith. <laughs> He's now at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. And uh, what do you expect him to do down there? I think it's, you know, he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, that's, you know, a premier conference, premier team. Um, and, and he's still growing and developing, which I think is a lot of fun for Gabe when you look at Gabe and what he's done in the four years at McGivney. And now he has another four, hopefully, at, at Ole Miss. And, and I think that, you know, his slot's really good, his body's really good, and it's only going to get better. And I think he's got to work hard, though. He's playing, you know, amongst a bunch of beasts down there, and, and especially the conference. And so it's not going to be an easy road for him. He knows it's not going to be easy. And I think that he's, you know, if, if he were here, I would say he he's welcomes the challenge to go down there and, and try to make a name for himself in, in SEC country. Where do you expect them to use him positionally? Yeah, well, he's going to pitch. Uh, I don't think he's going to hit at all for him. In fact, I don't even think they – I don't know they even know he can hit, which is crazy to me. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, they're very specific down there. They're not going to have him do both. I think he's hoping maybe – he gets a good outing one day and maybe in a relief role and, and he gets to hit BP the next day so he can show him he can hit a little bit. But, you know, he's really focused on pitching. He I don't even think he wants to hit down there. Um, he wants to, to really focus on his craft and, and be able to develop and, and, you know, go as far as he can on the pitching side. I keep hearing about pitchers who become outfielders <laughs> and so forth and, and, and vice versa. You know, I, I think it I think it happens. It it. Rich Ankiel is the one that always comes to mind for me. But that's just that's just one small example. Two sport athlete at McGivney, basketball and baseball, right? Yes, sir. Do you have a good time in basketball? Oh yeah. Um, you know, I always said um, I always played basketball to stay in shape for baseball. But I think deep down, I just love competing and playing basketball. My dad was always a basketball guy first in high school, so um, I think that rubbed off on me a little bit. And um, up until recently, I think I would have said that I enjoyed basketball more, but. Uh, once I got older, baseball was my thing. And it made you more athletic. Yep. Teaches you more about competition. I think those sports go great today. Absolutely. Um, but what about, did you miss any baseball in the winter, or were you able to still throw or hit or anything, or did you just put it all aside and then wait till March 1st and then pick it up? No, so it was it was always a juggling act. Um, I'd try and get in, so I have a facility that I go to down in Collinsville. I'd be in there three, four times a week just um, throwing. 
and um, weightlifting too, just trying to stay in shape because um, losing a whole winter is tough. But um, it definitely got easier as I got older and matured, and um, it was easier for me to balance that. All right, let me talk about home loans for a second, then I want to talk about the next step for you. Yes, sir. Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, but you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the Metro East Sports Podcast special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $500, 500 to the Metro East high school or junior high team of your choice. He'll give 500 bucks to Father McGivney Baseball if you want, folks. All you got to do is refinance with Andy today. Terms and conditions apply. But give him a call at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Okay, the next step for you. Uh, Western Illinois. Uh, I'm going to go play college ball. Um, you know, my I think my recruiting process wasn't necessarily the most... Um, streamlined um i was really committed to go to western kentucky but then there was a coaching change and i flipped and now going to western but i'm pumped um new coach growing program but um i'm happy i'm going to go in and kind of try and do the same thing that we did here at mcgivney you know flip a program i think that most kids are like you now in the sense that they don't go to one school for four years anymore it feels like it feels like because of the transfer portal and it just feels like kids just move around so much more. And so you haven't started yet, but hopefully, you know, hopefully things work out for you for four years there. But no matter where you go, I hope I'm sure you're going to be happy. Why did you choose Western? Um, well, one, I just love the town of Macomb. Um, good people. My roommate's actually going to be from Macomb and um, everyone I've met up there is awesome. But um, I, I just got a feeling that um, kind of like how I did here whenever I chose to go here over Edwardsville High School. Um, that you just get to be a part of something special, um, building a program from the ground up, and um, yeah, cool. You're building a program, not just trying to win for a year. Obviously, what were your keys to building a program? It's the guy next to me. Uh, it's it's making sure that when you first come in. So you know, the first year we came in, it was uh, 2019, and 2020 ended up being COVID year. So we lost the whole season and we were pretty excited, you know, coming into a new program. We had a really good group of, of freshmen at the time coming in and, and you got to get them to buy in. They have to understand what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish. And so that's exactly how we did it. Um, you, you, the guys that, that were seniors this year, we sat them down, we had long conversations. We went to lunch, we went to dinner um, really on what we wanted to build and who we wanted to be because we had it out of an identity. And that's how I, in my opinion, that's how you build a program. You have an identity, you stick to that identity, you adjust game to game based on what the scenarios bring, but you got to have guys like this and Gabe Smith and Daniel gear and to, to really buy into the process of what we're trying to do and, and how to win a ball game. And you know what the culture is the, the, to me, you know, Jack said it first, he, he said it was a family. I mean, the wins are great and he's dead on. You know, I don't know that we really talked about the wins. Um, we certainly didn't talk about any streaks or winning streaks or those types of things. We talked about building a culture, building a family environment, 
and and we all cared and loved about each other. There's a lot of people that say that when they're building a program, but you got to mean it. And the guys know they're not silly. They they know when you're just you know you're giving a line of, of of crap or you're really sincere about what you're telling them. And I feel like we did that together. You know, we were able to to go through and and develop something that was really special. And and it took guys like this. I mean, he's being a little bit, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> he's way better than what he's saying right here. I mean, it, he was a great basketball player. And, in fact, the greatest story, I think, for me about Jackson is he comes to me as, I don't know, it was probably a sophomore year, and he says, hey, coach, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about running track. I'm like, well, Jack, track's in the baseball season. Well, what are you going to do? And he goes, well, I, I think, you know, I was a pretty good hurdler. And he's not lying. He was an all-state hurdler, right? Um, and, or an all-state 200-meter runner. Am I wrong? Yeah, something, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Either way. In high school? Middle no, school. In, in middle oh. school. And so, and he, he's a great athlete. And and sitting down and talking through him and, and what we wanted to accomplish. But for me, it was about having those conversations with Jackson, having those conversations with Gabe, having those conversations with Daniel, with, you know, Riley Strack, with this group of seniors that were really, really special. And, and as they matured and they got older, they became interested in passing down this traditional stuff that we were creating and working. I mean, there were times where I would look up at a practice and we were running through drills and Jackson's over in the bullpen with a group of freshman pitchers working on grips, working on pitches, working on sequencing. And that's when you know you've, you've done the right thing. And, and you look up and you're like, the guys are wanting to perpetuate this, this program. And they want to walk away from it and go, I went to Father McGivney. And, and now, you know, before when these guys came in, nobody, I mean, it, it happened all the time. We'd go somewhere to play. And somebody would say, the head coach would say, now, where are you guys from? You know, where's Father McGivney? I'm not so sure after this, this run that people don't know who we are now. Especially in the baseball community. That's right. Fantastic. Fantastic year. Uh, for McGivney and as you said the future is bright because you got a lot of freshmen and sophomores in your lineup I saw that on here how many kids do you have in your program overall so we have 35 well that's not including the freshmen coming in so we'll probably hover around 38 to 40 kids now um, and shoot that first year we have Jack 22 23 kids yeah. um, <laughs> that state when we went to the state championship game we dressed everybody um, and we still could fit and we had room for more kids mm -hmm. So, and now we're up to 40 and we're running, you know, three full teams and it's, it's great. Do you cut? No, I don't cut. Don't cut at all. Mm -mm. Don't have to. There's a lot of success locally in the baseball, in the baseball scene. Obviously we've got two state championships out of four classifications locally. How do you explain all the success in the 618 this year? You know, I don't even know if it's this year. I think it's always been that way. I'm from the 618. I, I grew up, played ball here, and, and it's always – I've always said the St. Louis area and the Metro East is a mecca for baseball. I mean, it's always been nuts for baseball. And, you know, Edwardsville has built, you know, arguably the best program in, in the state, you know, historically speaking. I mean, they, they do a great job there. And they know what they're doing. And, and they do a great, a great job of perpetuating that success. And I think it's that love and that passion that people have. I mean, it probably starts watching Cardinal games. I mean, you know, everybody, whether you're a Cardinal fan or not, it's, 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 but most people are, and, or they're a fan of, of the Cubs or somebody, but they're watching baseball. Yep. I grew up with my dad talking to me about baseball. We watched up, you know, I grew up watching TV and, and listening to Jack Buck. And, and I think you, that love and that passion you have for, for that time you're spending with your dad, watching a sport that you love, that he loves, 
and it's it's rich in this area. I mean, it's just just really strong and deep rooted in this area. And I think that, you know, I I don't know that this is a surprise. Um, you know, the this, this Metro East and the South in general has always fared well in the state tournaments, and and I think that you know hopefully we can continue with that at, at Father McGivney. Crazy amount, crazy amount of success, and you guys were two A this year. Mm-hmm. Any chance they bump you up to three A? How does that work? <laughs> Well, unfortunately, we have to we go we go back down to one A next year, so uh, we got bumped to two A because of our state run and, and finished in second in the state. There's, that was the end of that two year cycle. So every two years they reevaluate. It all goes on uh, enrollment in your school, mm-hmm. and then at a private school you have the private school factor, and then you have I mean it, it, the de- the it's way more detailed, but the high level view is that you have a success factor and then the private school factor, and so when you take those and multiply them then uh, we were, were fairly close to a 2A status anyway two years ago when we got bumped up. And so with the, you know, essentially finishing second in the state, we got bumped to 2A. That would have also a two-year cycle. So last year was the end of that two-year cycle. So through because we did not get to the state tournament, um, we look at it now and we go back to 1A for two years. And you said unfortunately – yeah, I, I'd rather. I mean, I, because I don't know that everybody would. I don't know that everybody would look at it that way. Well, it's it's no. I, I really think that um, you know I enjoyed playing in two A, and and that's no disrespect to any team in any class because you know we'll play anybody anywhere anytime. We we that was kind of our motto amongst our our group and our staff and our players. Um, we want to play the best competition we have, we can, and so um, you know I wanted to stay at two A, and and I I th- think it was a. You know, we were trying to do that. But I also think that it also meant that we went to the state tournament and, you know, we got to the final four. And I think maybe that's maybe what it's tied to more than just I wanted to stay. But I do. I, I think that we can compete in 2A. And I think that, uh, you know, I think we can compete anywhere. But from a state perspective and the classifications we are, it's, it's um, you know, I was really excited about trying to stay in 2A. But we'll go back to 1A for two years. And then I'm 100% positive that after that two year cycle, our school, enrollment will make us a natural to a school anyway you feel like the school enrollment is going to increase yes it already has well, how many kids are there now so we're just shy of i think we're at oh geez i think we're three right at 300 kids um is about where we're at just shy of that so um so we'll be a natural to a in two years because we'll some of the smaller classes are graduating and the, all the classes that are coming in are somewhere that 90 to 100 range. So I think in another two or three year window, we could be close to 400. How many kids are at Maryville Christian? Any idea? Uh, you guys are right there next to each other. 200 maybe? 200. I think it's a lot less than that, actually. 150 maybe? Yeah, something like Whole that. Whole school or just in the high school? No, just the high school. The, the, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of kids over there from the K to, to right. eighth grade. Eighth grade. Um, but from, from 9 to 12, I think they're somewhere where Jack was saying 175 maybe. You said you played baseball locally. Didn't you go to Marquette? I did, yes. Went to Marquette and then played uh, college ball here at Southern Illinois. What are you going to miss about having Jackson next year? The leadership. Um, you know, just his personality. He's just a great guy to have around for the younger guys. I mentioned it before, but I'm not joking. There's so many times where I would look over in the bullpen and he's working with a young guy on pitching and he takes guys under his wing. And and he's an ultimate competitor. Uh, competitor. He's he's getting after it. He wants to win as bad as anybody else does, but he also wants to make sure that those younger guys are learning and growing and developing. And I joke to him all the time. I said, you know, once you get done up Western, you you can come back down here and be our pitching coach. (laughs) Any ideas what you like to study? 
Um, I'm going to go into a business field right now, but I think as of like a um, specific field, I'm still undecided. Makes sense. No reason for you to decide. Yeah. What was it like playing for Coach Irwin? Now, remember, you can be honest because he can't <laughs> he can't take away your mm-hmm. uh, your playing time anymore. Not that he would do that. Uh, no, it was awesome. Um, he taught me so much about the game and about myself, too. Um, I think I was able to um, rise into that leadership role just because of like the confidence he instilled in us as players. Um, there's complete trust um, between players and coaches, and um, it led to a lot of success. Um, the coaching staff that he put around him, too, um, just some of my favorite people in the world, you know, um, it's just an easy group to go out and give it your all for. Who are your assistant coaches, coach? So we have uh, coach Dorgan, uh, Pete Dorgan has been there probably well, since I got there in that first year, even though we got, he was there before you too, he, yeah, was, he was, um, John's assistant coach too. Yeah. He's been with the program since day one. Um, and then coach Keller, uh, coach Keller coaches our, uh, first base and, and our infielders coach Dorgan coaches the outfielders, uh, coach Franklin is our hitting instructor. So he's our hitting coach. And then Coach Ehrman is our underclassman coach. So he coaches the uh, JV team and the freshman team. What is your specialty? Is it organizing everybody? I think Pyle took the infield. I don't think he did the hitting. I think Pyle, Pyle was like the infield, infield guy. What's your, what's your uh, main I, focus? I think as a head coach, you, you so my main focus, if, if I you know were to say this is what I am, I, I was a college catcher. I, I caught professionally. And so I'd say catching and, and pitching is kind of where my strengths are. Uh, and it just so happens that we don't have a, a pitching coach or, or a catching guy. Um, but as a head coach, I think you have to be eclectic in all of them. I think you have to understand what we're doing. I give complete autonomy to the coaching staff. We, I think that's Jack alluded to that earlier. You know, we, we have a, a, a couple sayings in our program, and, and one of them is no excuses, right? So when, when the coaching staff puts together the practice plan, I don't tell them what they're going to do. They tell me what they want to work on based on what the needs are of the guys. And so when Coach Dorgan has the, the field for 20 minutes for outfield work, he tells me what he's going to do because – and we evaluate, you know, where our weaknesses are, where our strengths are, and so on and so forth. But uh, as a head coach, I think you have to be eclectic in all of them, making sure that each guy is being pushed. I, you know, we push our – you know, I, we push our guys just as much as we push our coaches. And they push back on me too. I mean, you know, Jackson's pushed back on me, the coaches. And we want to have an environment. And, and I when I say pushback, you know, there's listeners out there probably going – holy cow, the pushback. You have to have it. The, the players have to be able to say, coach, what about this? Um, and if I'm not teaching them the right way where they can't say that, then shame on me, right? I want them to be able to say, hey, this isn't working today. This is what we need to do. Or, hey, we need a break, coach. We need, <laughs> we've done team building exercise. We, we got to get away from practice. And we've done paintball before. We've done all kinds of stuff. Um that, and that I listen to them, especially the guys that are leading the group. And I listen to what they're doing and listen to what they're saying. So if I had to say it was, it was catching and pitching is what I really do with McGivney, and I've done that majority of the time. But, but it being eclectic in all of them is important. I feel like baseball and soccer, and to a degree ice hockey, are the sports where anybody can win. <laughs> in baseball, if you got a great pitcher and an average team behind a great pitcher, anything can happen. What happened? End of the season, sure. playoffs, tough game with Columbia. They're obviously a great team, and you guys played well. You you described the game. Yeah. Well, I've replayed this thing in my head, I don't know, 25 times. Um, and we know it was going to be a battle, and we saw it coming from a long way away. We, we knew they had a great team. Uh, I felt like we had a great team. 
Um, and we saw it, you know, coming down to this, this matchup. Uh, I wish it was in the state tournament, um, meaning the final four, but that sectional championship game was a load. I mean, I've never seen a place packed so much. There had to be a couple thousand people there watching the game, which would created a great environment on top of, you know, what it was already going to be. So we knew we had the two big pitchers in the area going. I mean, we, we still had Jackson who had already pitched earlier um, and Daniel pitched for us too, but it lined up where, where Gabe was going to throw against Vagley. Um, you know, Vagley sits, you know, 93, 94, same thing with Gabe. We had two guys, you know, low to mid nineties, uh, throwing against two good lineups. They, I think Vagley slider, uh, was elite. He's, he's just got an elite slider. And so we had to prepare for not only high velocity, but, but also the elite slider. So during that practice this week, you know, during that week, you know, we, we knew we could hit the fastball. Uh, I don't think we had, you know, really a problem. We knew he was going to strike a bunch of guys out too. So we knew two things going in. So we had to maximize our opportunities when they came up. And we did. We just hit him right at right, two people. Jackson hit one to the wall. Nathan Terhar hit two to the wall. One of our freshmen, you know, Isaac Windler, hits a home run off of him. The only home run hit all year long off, off of Vagley was one of our freshmen. Um and we just couldn't get to him enough um, or couldn't score um, when we needed to. Um, and I thought Gabe pitched a good game. They, they exploited a little bit of the running game, which we knew they had. Um, and then they had a couple, you know, duck farts that, that fell and then a couple hard-hit balls. Um, we play that game. You know, they won't say it, and I know. And I don't make any excuses. They, they were better than us that day. Um, I wish it wasn't the case, but if we play five, ten times – I don't know that the outcome is is one sided, uh, and I think that was, a re- I mean, it was four to three going into the what bottom of the sixth inning. Yep. So it's it's a really good game. I think everybody walked away from it, you know, knowing that everybody put everything we had forward. I don't think anybody made a mistake. You know, I don't think you can say, oh, this guy didn't play well, this guy didn't pitch well. It was just a really well played game between two top teams in the state. That was the impression that I got. Not having been there, but just having read about it, it just seemed like it was just a good, hard game. And, and like I said, you know, there's probably eight teams that could win state every year. And unfortunately, you went up against a great pitcher. And uh, how about the kid from East? Did you guys ever face him? No, we never faced him. Uh, we've seen him throw, but we never faced him. That We didn't play East. We tried, um, and they did too. We were trying to find a hole in the schedule to, to try to play him. Um, and when we were available, they weren't, then vice versa. So it was one of the games we really wanted to play as well. We just couldn't match it up with late season games and, and conference games on both sides. Coach Chris Irwin, congratulations on a fantastic season. Jackson Rogers, congrats on a great baseball and basketball career at McGivney, and best of luck to you at Western. Come on back after your uh, after your freshman year at Western. Tell us all about it, Coach. Hope to see you again next year. Thank you, sir. Good luck in 1A. I expect you to uh, be awesome again next year. Thank you. Congratulations on the successful program. Appreciate it. Up next, state champs from Jabot High School, 1A baseball coach Andy Scare, and according to Jim Thompson, the greatest athlete he ever saw at Jabot High School in Cameron Hanby. Up next, but first. Edwardsville's got a bunch of great restaurants, but at the top of, of, of the top of my list is Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. 
Tasty appetizers like potstickers, choo-choo shrimp, and crab rangoon. Delicious entrees like their famous drunken noodle and the dragon poke bowl combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch. But if Asian ain't your thing, pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. Located just west of Edwardsville High School, it's easy to find, and you'll be glad you checked out both places. By the way, all guests who appear on this podcast get a free milkshake at Chappie's. So you got that going for you. On your way out of town, Coach, you can pop right into Chappie's and get a milkshake. Coach Andy Scared, state champ, welcome to the show. Nice, nice to be here. Thanks for having us on. Second state champion I've had here on this podcast from Jabot this year. Pretty amazing year for your school, huh? Yeah, um... One of our alumni whose whose wife actually teaches at the school now was looking through the IHSA records, and he discovered that in the history of the IHSA, we were only the second school ever to win basketball and baseball in the same uh, school year. Wow, it's amazing. And you brought with you the guy that Jim Thompson called the best athlete. I mean, he spoke your praises, young man. Welcome to the show, Cameron Hamby. Thank you. Well, describe your season, Coach. Dream season? Dream year? Um. Yeah, it went, it was, a lot of people talk about how our season started, but like we've already talked about, the basketball team, there were six guys that were on both rosters. And so with the basketball team going to state, um, it, we we literally had one practice as a team before opening day. Um, and we started slow. And I, if you, if you look at my interviews preseason, I'm like, yeah. We're gonna start slow. We got we're not in baseball shape. We we got guys coming off this huge high uh, of a basketball state championship. They're not gonna be super laser focused in baseball right away. And we started out four and seven, and then you know after that we kind of went on a roll. Um, out of our last twenty seven games, we were twenty and seven. Uh, and there was only one of those games, and that was against Freeburg, that we didn't have a lead in the fifth inning or later. Um, Cameron threw a really good game against uh, Columbia in the, the county tournament, and they ended up off a couple errors, scored some runs in the seventh. We ended up losing in eight innings. And, and the second two-thirds of our season, whatever it was, um, we played some really good baseball, and, and we came up in a lot of key spots with some big hits. So, it was, it was yeah, it was a fun run. Cameron, you were a state basketball champion, and the baseball team, the baseball season starts off kind of slow. What were you thinking at that point in the season? Well, I knew it was probably going to be a slow start because a lot of the, like, a few important pieces for the baseball team played basketball, so we were getting started late. And obviously just coming off basketball, it's tough to, like, restart and get locked in for that season, like baseball. But Did you get swings in during the winter? No. Okay. I don't, I don't do other sports while I'm playing. Because that's what uh, – that's – uh, the young man we just had from McGivney in here, he talked about he was still taking baseball cuts three times a week during the basketball season, but not you. You were you were focused purely on basketball during the basketball season. Yeah, that's not me. I, I'm when, when I'm in sport, I'm that sport. Obviously, just those two sports. I shouldn't say obviously, but just those two sports at Jabot, no fall sport for you. Yeah, in high school, I was just two sports. So what did you spend your falls doing, training for both? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Good for you. M- more basketball, but. Okay. Coach, what are you going to miss about this kid next year? There's a lot to miss about him. I mean, he's he's pretty pretty clutch, pretty money. Yeah. Um, he 
part of it is being the leader, the senior leader, the competitiveness of it, which we we saw big time uh, when we were down in Kentucky when he shut that team out down there, uh, Marshall County, uh, who's a nice school, big school, and and uh, competitive spirit, and he he's a unique um, kid in terms of being able to both pitch and catch. Uh, not a, a duality I like to use a whole lot, but he's like, no, oh, coach, I'm fine, and I had to keep believing him because. He kept producing, so whether it was on the mound or, or behind the plate and and uh, being able to replace that guy who's basically two players in one and, and being at the top of the order, all those mixed in together is going to be hard to replace. You call any of those pitchers yourself or is Coach calling the pitches? Uh, the pitchers and catchers call them all on our own. Really? That's one thing I really appreciate because, like, I enjoy it. That's, like, one of my favorite parts of baseball is that's calling not, the games. That's unusual, isn't it, for high school baseball to let the kids call their own pitches? Um, It's somewhat rare, yeah, but I've been the coach at Jabot for 19 years, and, and most of those 19 years, whoever I've had as my quote-unquote pitching coaches, we've, we've tried to educate our players on how to go about getting hitters out, and, and we don't call a lot of pitches. I bet, I bet uh, Coach Reddick, who was our pitching coach this year, throughout the entire season called less than 12 pitches, 20 pitches for the entire season. Very interesting. Very interesting strategy. So when you're catching, you're calling the game. And when you're pitching, is the catcher calling the game or are you still? Uh, yeah, the pitchers and catchers call their own game. Yeah, I think it just. So, but was Hudson calling the pitches or, would or were you, you? how much did you shake him? Uh, I actually, I, I, rather, I like throwing what the catcher calls because I feel like it keeps okay. the flow to the game. So unless I'm really against a pitch, I normally don't like to shake off. Okay, I want to talk about – I got to talk about heating and air conditioning, <laughs> one of my favorite topics because a lot of people lost their air conditioning last week in that big storm, and they were without air conditioning for a long time, and you don't realize how much you need it until it's gone. And I myself at the Life household called Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning in to check out our unit, give us – a complete diagnostic test, and the serviceman that came out was awesome. So if, it, if you want to get your air conditioning unit checked, give Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning a call. They are a family-owned and operated HVAC company that strives to provide quality heating and cooling services throughout the Metro East, including Edwardsville, Collinsville, Belleville, Troy, and O'Fallon. A proud train distributor, their technicians install and service all makes and models of equipment. Whether you're looking to maintain, repair, or replace, Viviano has you covered. For service you can trust, don't hesitate to call Viviano today at 618-345-7498 or visit them online at VivianoAir.com. It's hard to stop a train. What's next for you next year? Uh, I'm going to Blackburn College to play basketball. Very good. And do you feel like a phenomenal athlete when you walk the halls of when you walk the halls of Jabot High School? Did you feel like a state champion, like something special? I mean, yeah, for a few days. But, like, after a few days, it just kind of goes away. I mean, everything's still the same. Nothing. Like, you don't get any special perks when you're in high school for – Teachers didn't give you extra credit? No. Okay. Not at all. My personal theory, Andy, and you're probably going to agree with me on this, once those kids won in basketball and they transitioned to baseball, yeah, maybe their, bas maybe their baseball skills were a little bit lagging, but they had a winning mentality. Oh, yeah, and and just having that winning all those games in a row at the end of the basketball season, 
once things started clicking, they were clicking. They were clicking really well, and and you could tell. And, and one guy that you can point out in particular that figured out how to win games for us at, in the postseason was Hudson. Hudson Blank. Uh, you know, he was a junior on the on the basketball team. Uh, played a big role. Scored a bunch of points in the postseason for us, and then. He was our three hitter, and yeah, he hit two home runs at state. He hit one in the semifinal, he hit one in the state championship game. But he changed three games out of our seven postseason games with how he ran the bases. With how, and he just was smart and aggressive. Was able to to change the outlook of a game, just being figuring out how to win, how how to play winning baseball. Awesome. And you sank a three-pointer to send your basketball team into the final. Were you at that game, Andy? Oh, yeah, I was there for sure. Um, Did you know the kid was going to make it when the ball left his hand? Um, <laughs> it's funny watching the replay. It, it it looks like he's celebrating before, and I've talked to him about this before. It looks like he's celebrating before it goes in, you know, like a, a Steph Curry type of thing. He's like, no, I thought it was out, and I I was throwing my hands up in disgust, and then and then it went in. It went and, in. But uh, – just when Gavin got the ball in his hands and, and he got it off before the buzzer, and it was clearly before the buzzer, um, that was pretty pandemonium. And that was, was the play was designed to go to you? No, the play was for a slip layup for Hudson. Okay. So what and it ended up on the other side of the floor. Do you remember the moment? No. You don't remember the moment you, the no. ball went in? No. There was no video of it. I would have no. I don't remember it. Like, I watched it, and I remember, like, I remember running. But I thought I ran way farther than I did. And you blew him out in the final, as I recall. Did you not? Yeah. And the semi. Okay. Yeah, both the games at State were not close at the end. And the baseball game, finally. Semis, you win 7-6. to six. But the final, 8 nothing. What do you remember about that game, Coach? Um, you know, again, it was, I have some flashbacks to the 2013 State Championship game uh, for baseball. But – we got out of the jam in the top of the first. They had two on, nobody out in the top of the first. And and Brady Brady Biffer, junior lefty on the mound, you know, gets a ground ball, gets a pop-up, gets a fly out, and they don't even get a runner to third base, much less score. And then we come up, got two outs, guy on first, Hudson Blank. And like I said before, you know, steals bag, uh, takes off for third. Uh, catcher spikes it, throws it in the left field. We score a run in the bottom of the first without, by just putting pressure on them defensively, and, and they didn't handle it. And then, you know, from there, number nine hitter comes up with a, another two-run base hit, Jack Keevan with two outs in the fourth. And those last six, nine outs got to breathe a little easier. And, and you do it a lot of times in those situations. Did you guys play Whitey Herzog ball all year? It sounds like you're playing small ball. Um, We're not – we don't bunt a lot. We don't hit and run a lot. And I like the, the whitey ball of the 80s with the Cardinals. Um, but I want to be aggressive on the bases, uh, especially against, you know, it, it, I, you got to be smart and you got to know when to do it and how to do it. Um, and, you know, early in the season, I'm like, hey, take chances. Take chances because if you don't get thrown out once in a while, you don't know what you can get away with. You don't know what, what uh, this – if we're playing this type of team with this type of, uh, of players – you don't know what you can get away with, so we want to run and we want to we we want to run the bases aggressively and and we want to swing the bat hard and and hit it hard and and put pressure on them. You've been the coach there for how many years? Uh, nineteen. 
Did you start when you were 14? You don't look, you don't look like you can be that old. You look like a very young man. Uh, thank you. Uh, yes, I was hired right out of college uh, at 23 years old. I was my first okay. year as a head coach. Back Did you play baseball in college? I played junior college baseball at Kaskaskia and then um, went to transfer to SIU, Edwardsville, and tried to walk on. Didn't work out. Got cut on a Friday. Uh, started volunteering coaching on that Sunday, same weekend. Volunteering coaching where? Uh, Freeburg High School, where I went with uh, Coach Fred Bloomberg. Very good. Excellent. Are you a teacher at Jabot? Yes. Okay. You're going to miss Jabot next year, man. Yeah. You had a you had a pretty pretty amazing senior season, right? I couldn't ask for much better. What are you going to miss the most about it besides all the winning? I mean, I met a lot of people that I call pretty good friends, I'd say. Pretty good friends? I mean, no really good friends, Cameron? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have that many. Really good friends is pretty good friends to me, I guess. Describe Cameron Hanby on the court and on the field. Is he the same as the guy who's sitting in front of me right now? Or do you become a different person when it's time to compete? Because it kind of seems to me like you're pretty laid back and quiet and self-deprecating. But I would think when you get on the field, you become a slightly different animal. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I wouldn't say you're wrong. I don't know. I like the big moments. Like, I like to be the person to blame for a loss or a win. I like to be able to take that upon myself. You're going to miss this kid a lot next year. I can I can tell. He likes If you like the big moments and you like to work hard and you like to compete, good things are going to happen to you. So you said you're going to Blackburn. Did you say if you're playing basketball or baseball or both? Basketball. I bet you could play both if you really wanted to. Have you thought about it? Uh, I mean a little bit, but I think it would just be too much. Any ideas what you want to study? Uh, probably business or education. I haven't really decided yet. Think this kid might make a good coach? Coach? He definitely, like – like you said just a minute ago, you know, he's kind of a laid back personality, but, and that serves you well as a competitor. And, and if you go into coaching, um, it, it could be something that he could strive in there as well, for sure. So you've been there for a while, and this is your second state championship? That's correct. Amazing. You've built a program there that's different than just having a good team once in a while. What were your keys to establishing a quality program at Jabot? Um, it definitely took some time. Uh, my first, I had we had some talent my first few years, and and we had marginal success in a regular season. But um, just having the the continuity of expectations, the continuity uh, of players passing the torch, of what the expectations are, um, just amongst the players. Uh, so. You know, you read you read these things all the time on social media or wherever you, you you get information. It's like you know, on bad teams nobody leads, on good teams coaches lead, on great teams the players lead. And we we've gone through some some pretty good leaders, uh, and and, and it's just kind of been passing the torch for the past decade or so, maybe a little longer, uh, of some of these guys and and having that leadership amongst the players. Uh, is a big part of it, I feel. You like to lead? Yeah, I enjoy it. Describe your leadership style. Uh, Are you an in-your-face kind of guy? No, I wouldn't. No, lead I wouldn't by example? That. I feel like I'm kind of like a motivational type of leader. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I could be a lead by example, but I feel like I'm more motivational okay. and just encouraging. 
after mistakes and stuff like that. You're encouraging. Yeah, Good. that's what I would feel like. I've never seen you play basketball. Describe your describe your game. I can score. I can score when I need to, but I don't. Know. I don't really like scoring. Isn't something that's really anything that I really think about. It's kind of like I'm unselfish. I would say. Coach Rear always described him as as yeah he can score when he needs to score when he need but he's he's happy just as long as the team's scoring points it, it doesn't have to it does spotlight that spotlight doesn't have to be on him. I'll do whatever I can to win. I don't know. I like playing defense. That's my favorite part. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard that. Have you? Not very often. Like shooting, passing. I've heard that as you know my, these are my favorite things, but. Playing defense is, is pretty unusual. I like any coach that brings the uh, scorebook that brings the uh, the score sheets in from from the entire year. Do you keep the scorebook for the team? Um, I keep. I always have something in my pocket where I'm keeping notes and doing things. Yeah. So, what do you do on the team? We had uh, Coach Irwin here, and he said he's the pitching coach and catching coach. Do you have a specialization? Um, when we break down, I, I always like having somebody on the staff who focuses with the on the pitchers and and we've had that over the last few years um whether coach thompson was that guy for a few years uh coach jeremy reddick was that guy this year um and and so that way i don't i don't have because taking the pitching coach is such a, a heavy responsibility um it's it's i like it better if somebody else has that responsibility and just rolls with that part of it um, when we break down uh, the defensive individual work, I'm I'm left-handed, so I'm the I'm the, I work with the outfielders, uh, and then Coach Bell and Coach Bell's been with me. Uh, Jeff Bell, he's been with me for 15 years, and he's a catcher. He works with catchers sometimes, and 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 whenever Coach Reddick or whoever the pitching coach is is working with the uh, pitchers, he's working with the the infielders, and he's big all, staff. Um, how many not, do you have? Not, not really. Um, we we had three this year, uh, full time throughout the season, and then we had a college kid, uh, Eric Schrader, who was on our nineteen finalist team. Uh, he came back when he got done with school at SEMO and helped out the last couple weeks and through the postseason run. But basically, it was a three man staff throughout the year. Sounds like uh, how many seniors did you have on the team this year, Coach? We had four seniors, uh, of course, Cameron. Uh, Daniel Darren, who is a center fielder, uh, pitched some out of the bullpen for us. Uh, he's going to play college baseball at Linwood next year. And we had a couple other seniors, Jack Bassler and Tyler Wally, uh, that were situational guys for us. Can't forget Big Bri. <laughs> Brian. Brian Stark uh, was always around. He was he was our game changer guy. He always kept the book and stuff like that for us. One of my favorite fo- one of my favorite follows on Twitter is Brian Stark. Yeah. He's uh he's out there. He's got some he's got some hilarious reviews of, of local restaurants. <laughs> I enjoy that. Great pictures of the team on the bus. And I love his school spirit. Oh yeah. I love any kid that loves his school. Yeah. And and Big Bry loves his school, so so he's okay with me. So it sounds like the the future is bright for you guys next year because you're not graduating, but I mean four guys is a lot, but you're bringing a lot home. Yeah. Um it when we throughout our postseason run, we had two seniors starting. Uh, three sophomores, four juniors. So we bring back a lot of pieces that we that helped us throughout this run. Uh, obviously losing the two guys at the top who were all staters. Uh, Daniel All State last year, Cameron All State this year. 
those are two huge pieces to lose because those were guys that were guys that we relied on not just offensively but in key spots defensively and, and on the mound as well. So that's two big holes to, to try to fill. Well, Andy, congratulations. The state championship is a big deal. And to win for you to win two and you've been to the finals once, any other any other times to the finals? No, we've been we've been to state three times since I've been at Chabot all in the last, since twenty thirteen. And uh yeah, three state Fantastic. championship game appearances. And Cameron, two state championships, your senior season, that is uh that's tough to get done. Like like Coach said, I don't probably nobody else has ever done it, right? Second one in IHSA history. Oh, that's amazing. Great job. Thank you all for listening to this show. And big thanks to guests Jim Thompson, Scott Warren from the Montclair Baseball League, the Belleville Rockies, and the 618 High School Huddle. Big thanks to Chris Irwin and Jackson Rogers from Father McGivney Baseball, and Andy Scare and Cameron Hanvey from Jabot Baseball. And for partners, Cassins Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, the Blasting Game Group, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office, Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, Viviano Heating and Air Conditioning, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And for associate producers Keaton Anderson and Connor Hinterser, thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.